Welcome to Scarlet Raven Gaming Podcast. We are your hosts, Veda and Taylor. In this podcast, we talk about board games of all kinds. Weigh anchor and make ready for this week's episode. Puppy, very cute, very cute. Are you ready? All right, go. S U P E R C A L I F R A G. Is how do you spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious again? <laughs> what do you mean? That's not a word. Today, we're talking about Scrabble. (laughs) Yeah. So Scrabble, for some basic game stats, is a two to four player game. It is for ages eight and up. And the box doesn't actually list a time, but I feel like it's about 30 minutes to an hour for, for how long it lasts. Depends on your vocabulary, but in general, I would say... That feels pretty accurate. Sure. If we're all doing fours and butts and twos and eights. And, in, on, it, eat. This is a spelling game for anybody that isn't familiar with Scrabble. And I would say that it is considered a classic, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you can, one of the most popular Scrabble sets you can buy right now is Scrabble Classic. There you go. It's, and... It, it is so classic, in fact, that this is where things like Words with Friends, Wordle, all of these other things came from, is they're all loosely based on Scrabble. And all, all of the ads you see for games, if you're on a, a smart device, always some kind of word game, crossword puzzles, all of that, that Scrabble. Mm. Yeah. So what's a round of gameplay look like in Scrabble? So a round of gameplay, ha- each player starts with seven tiles that have a letter on them or if they are lucky or unlucky enough i guess depending on how you look at it you might have a tile that is blank there are usually two of those in any given bag of tiles and your job is to put the highest point scoring word onto the board that you can if you're not the first player to go this means you're going to have to be tagging onto an existing word so, for example, if somebody's got the word biscuits down, or biscuit down, and you want to play the word snake, the easiest thing to do, and the most point-scoring way to do it, would be instead of using the S in biscuit, to put your S for snake at the end of biscuit, make it biscuits, get all of the points for that, and then also play snake. So there's, there's a strategy element in there, and a lot of it is just looking at your, your letters and figuring out what you have and what you can put on the board because you may have the perfect word in your in on your little shelf but if you can't get that word onto the board it does you no good mm. and so having that ability to 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 mix up the words being being good at making anagrams that's going to be really helpful in this for for that that more creativity free form uh, thought processing. After you play your your letters, though, however many tiles you played, you draw that many out of the the letter bag until it's empty. 
if you manage to play all seven, I think this is always worth noting, you get an extra 50 points on top of whatever else you scored, and that's always cool. Very difficult to do. Uh, how does... What determines who goes first? So it, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. The standard ways are you draw tiles out of the bag, and whoever has the highest point value on their tile goes first, or if everybody draws vowels and everybody's got like a one point or something like that. I like to go just alphabetical and mm-hmm. whoever's got the, the closest to the front of the alphabet. That makes sense. Questions for you, Taylor. What's up? Does the game have replay ability? Yes. Every every single game is different. It's a different layout. It's a different board every time. The while it's technically possible, I suppose, for everybody to draw the exact same tiles and play in the exact same order and play the exact same words, the probability is so infinitesimally small that it, I would say it's functionally an impossibility unless you play all the time, always. And even then, you're not going to remember. But yeah, as long as you're into the spelling and you've got that sharpness, this is another one. Um, that I, I don't know that I would want to play when I'm super tired. That'll definitely make it take a lot longer to play, too. But yeah, I would say it's got good replayability. Different every time. What are the optimum number of players? I think any, anywhere in that two to four is always fun. The more you have, the more variance there is. So two, two you have a little bit more control over what you're going to do on your turn. Whereas with four... You've got three three people who have the option of making your next turn impossible to predict what it's going to have to be. Yeah, and that going to some of the strategy of that, like if there are four people, I'm not looking to see what I can put on until that third person is starting to put their words down. Yeah, I, I like to have a, a, like some ideas, but I mean, don't don't get your hopes up, don't get attached to anything, because if you see some some premium real estate, everybody else at the table sees it too. How much space do you need? to play the game you need the the space of the board which i I would say if you had a standard card table uh that should be more than enough right because the space of the board a space to set the bag down and then a a place to have your tile rack and i will say that having like the more deluxe versions are much easier to play because they like spin and things like that well they spin and I, i i'm not sure i don't think all of them have the little raised lips to keep the tiles in place i think there's some of them that are flat which and the tiles slide around instead of setting in there and kind of nestling and that's that's the worst <laughs> makes me nauseous just thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah can it be played outside probably actually because they're wooden tiles they're a little bit heavier and especially if you have have the boards that have the the plastic to help hold them in place there's you're at a very low risk of wind blowing things away my my biggest concern with playing outside would would be more you know inclement weather but i don't see any reason why you couldn't play outside does the game have lots of pieces yeah think we just kind of yes and no i mean weirdly if you think of the bag of tiles as one piece then you've got like five pieces but if you think of each individual tile that you can use to spell a whole bunch of words then yeah it's a it's a lot of pieces (laughs) how long does it take to learn the game are Uh, you literate (laughs) I, i would argue yeah how long does it take to become literate i think that is the test of playing the game 
so yeah, I, I think literacy is is the key to to playing the game. So once you you can read and and you can think and and spell words pretty confidently and reliably, um, you should be good to go. I can word. How long does it take to set up or take to, or and take down the game? Setup is usually pretty quick because it's just everybody drawing a, a few tiles, or seven tiles, I guess, to be specific, out of the bag. And then takedown just depends on on how, how much you want to take the risk of making a huge mess. Because if you just dump the board over and knock all the tiles off, it's just scooping them up. Or if you want to go one by one and try and pop them out. I feel like there's like a feeling that I am reminiscing about. Oh yes, I can taking the the tiles off of the board. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. What would you say are some of your strategy elements in the game? I don't know that there's a ton of strategy in the game that is meaningful to every game. It's a, a lot of it is is being open-minded and not getting very attached to one idea. In the long run, I like to open up the board more than I like to go for the high score. Because that makes it more fun to, to go through the playing the different words, seeing what you can concoct. My, my strategy, probably at the end of the day, is, is more along the lines of, I'm going to have fun, I'm going to put as, as many goofy words on there, or interesting words as I can. But the, the best strategy is kind of what I was talking about earlier, is making, making your, your letters work double time. Uh, so they're not just spelling one word; they're connecting these this word to that word, and maybe you're you're running across another one, and it, that gives you the benefit of of making a more complete, high higher scoring word group. So that you do get more of what looks like that crossword puzzle where there's a lot of overlap. That's that would be kind of the goal, I guess. But I don't, I don't know that there's a good... This is how you do it every single time. Because it's the draw. It's what other people are playing. Sure. My that strategy would be, be study your vocab words. Mm-hmm. Work on your spelling bee. Exactly. Speaking of that, having a dictionary on hand is something that I find very helpful. Because the amount of times that someone says, is this a word, seems to be outstanding sometimes well and they they make specific scrabble dictionaries Mm -hmm. and these these are the dictionaries that are used in scrabble tournaments and and things like that and have having something like that on on hand because there's a lot of times people say i think this might be a word it sounds like it would be a word but they don't know what it is you know that's that's definitely a conversation to have before you play is like do you do you have to be able to put the word down know what it is and be able to define it to even be able to play it? Or are you going to let people say, I think this is a word, can I look it up? And make sure it's a word. Right. If you go by the rule, strictly speaking, you don't get to use the dictionary until somebody challenges a word. If they challenge the word, you pick your tiles back up and lose your turn. Right. So it's more of a, a house rule type thing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we don't play competitively. And I know when I was when I was a kid growing up playing with my parents because my parents are big Scrabble players, they wanted me to get in the dictionary and look up the words and see what they mean and see because it, it was reinforcing that understanding of language more than it was about playing the game. Right, it's a good teaching game, mm-hmm. for sure. 
What are your general thoughts about the board game? It is a game I like to play every so often. It's not... I, I know some people who just want to play Scrabble all of the time. I like playing it every now and then. It's a nice break. It. I'm not the best at it. Which is interesting because I, I like to think of myself as having a pretty good vocabulary. So I, I really don't think that that's everything that goes into the game. I think it is a lot more about those the the making the words, match and mesh, and I I just never, really wrapped my head around that. Also, because I don't like playing the game that much, I probably haven't played enough to get really good at that. So yeah, my general thoughts: it's a it's a good game. It's a very reliable game. It's a safe game. It's not uh, something that's that anybody's going to get offended by. It's a spelling game. I think it's a good game that's relaxing. It's not like high pressure or tense, generally speaking. And then I also feel like it's a pretty good one for socialization. Like if you're trying to have a chat, the other people can be chatting. I know that's not super helpful for the person. I was actually about to say, I think it's a terrible game for socializing because if everybody else is talking while you're trying to think and you're, you're stuck, it makes it so difficult. But it is an easy one to be social while playing. It is, because if it's, like, like we were talking about, if it's not your turn, you're not doing much. Right. Other than, like, oh, maybe I can get that spot. Oh, it was taken. Mm. Or maybe I get, nope, it was taken. <laughs> or maybe that's a good element to talk about what you should be doing on not your turn, is uh, keep moving your tiles around on your little rack. See what words you can make. Yeah, and I like to find ones that, like, maybe there's multiple letters on the board already. I think that would be a strategy that I sometimes use is, like, if there's a word that I have that uses an I and there's, like, five eyes open, well, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to be able to get that word out there and just kind of following that that line of thought with other... That makes a lot of sense. And then also looking, like, if there's only two F's and I really want to get this word out there with an F but one of the F's isn't on the board the the likelihood of me being able to get that word out there isn't as high so like I'm trying I'm looking at the numbers of how many letters are out there versus well, it's not even the letters that are out there it's what letters are adjacent to those because to use that example if you have an I and an F next to each other it's easy for people to play off that I and ruin that one F that is out there right yeah 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 I, I don't know. That, that's some of the interesting parts about it that makes it a unique and ever-evolving game to play, but I don't know. It's a, it's a little slow for my taste. I like things that are a little bit more high-speed, a little bit more competitive, I I was going to say the competitive side isn't there for in yeah. that game for you. Which I guess if you started doing the tournaments, that could that could get very competitive. Which, fun, fun fact about the, the tournaments, there was a... A gentleman, I don't remember his name. This is off the, the top of my head. I don't have this in front of me. But he memorized the French dictionary and would win French Scrabble tournaments and didn't speak any French. Wow. I was like, what? what, what? That's crazy. <laughs> How do you end up there? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Google it. Put, put in the comments what his name was. If you like this game, what are some other games that they could play? 
that are similar to uh, Well, we game. talked about some in the beginning. Uh, you've got some digital versions. Right, uh, some Like Word, Words with Friends, Wordle. Um, Bananagrams is a lot of fun. That's a good one. I like, I like Bananagrams, I think, more than Scrabble. Boggle? That's what it's called. Boggle. With the box and the letters inside, and you, like, shake it up and make words out of whatever yes. the square is. Yes. Yeah, I think that one's pretty similar. Um, Hangman. Yeah. Hangman. Cro- just crossword puzzles. Word searches. Not, they're, they're similar. I mean, a, a card game that I used to play with my parents when we would go on, on road trips when I was little is... Uh, we would we would kind of go around the car and you would mix up the letters of a word and say it say say the mixed up version of the the word and everybody else in the car would have to guess the word right which is works really good when everybody's spelling everything correctly it's not as good <laughs> when the 7 or 8 year old thinks there's another letter in a word and and there isn't and it just leaves everybody confused yeah, I could see that. I'm curious to know what the word was. But. The word was carcass, and I put a K in it. And oh. there, there was, cause I, you know, like I said, being, being a silly little kid, I thought it was, every other word had a CK in it, right? Mac, tack, rack, lack, truck, all of those things. CK, carcass, clearly, C-A-R, C-K, was not... that's pretty funny i've never heard that story before hey guys if what you just heard sounds interesting buy this game through the link in the show notes if you like this episode pass it to the left and make sure your friends hear about it and check out our socials links for all that and more are in the show notes thanks guys